thanks to all of you for being with us. I hope you'll write down our phone number. We're going to take a lot of calls today, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All things uh, Simple Man Bill O'Reilly coming up later in the program. Senator Steve Daines of Montana will join us. I have a very hard time. Now, we went over in great detail the emergency COVID relief bill was anything but emergency COVID relief. A lot of those monies, those literally trillions of dollars. You have tens of billions of dollars going to states like New York that elect the most fiscally irresponsible politicians ever. I mean, billions. And it's coming. Most of that money is coming from states that elect fiscally responsible governors and senators and uh, state legislators and, and assembly people. And it's just so fundamentally unfair. New York's actually now fighting hard against the Biden administration to get rid of to bring back rather what Donald Trump got rid of, which is the tax deduction, federal tax deduction for state and local income taxes. Now, the problem with that is that that's a benefit that you'll get in states like New York, where they want state local taxes, city taxes to be 15 percent of income. What about the states where they don't have a, a, a state income tax like Florida and Texas or low state income taxes like the Carolinas or Tennessee, whatever? It's, it's so fundamentally unfair. And I'm saying this as somebody that unfortunately just temporarily, hopefully, trapped in New York and, and one day can get the hell out of here. I, it's just not fair to states that elect responsible politicians. You know, you saw the we covered the story in New York. They're going to actually give checks up to 15 plus 15,000 plus dollars to illegal immigrants. Now, not to be outdone, the New Jersey governor, Phil Murphy, he's now going to use the federal funds that responsible fiscal states provided to give a, a 40 million dollar one time stimulus payment to illegal immigrants. Not only do they aid and abet law-breaking, they're not following the laws of the country. We're a nation of laws. You know, what do you think a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state is all about? They, that's the state, that's the city aiding and abetting law-breaking. If you don't like the laws, then, then you get elected and you change the laws. That's, that's how the system's supposed to work. Not through executive fiat and the stroke of a pen, but it's supposed to be worked on with co-equal branches of government, in this case, the legislative branch. Now all this money is is coming in. Well, we're just going to give it to illegal immigrants. I'm like, okay, and the American people now have to foot the bill for this? I, I don't know. I, I mean, if I broke the law, I don't think I'd expect the government to give me a check. But that's what they're doing. And they're doing it with the money from states that are fiscally responsible. Um, let's go back to this, uh, this shooting that took place. We know a lot more now about the officer. Uh, her name is Kimberly Potter, 26 years, uh, as a Brooklyn center police department employee. And as you know, she resigned from her position as did the police chief. We now heard the tape. I'll tase you. I'll tase you taser, taser, taser. And then you hear the shot go off and then, uh, oh, shit. She has been charged, 26-year veteran to the police department. Stellar record, according to everything we've looked up and been able to read. And she's being charged with manslaughter. 
uh, as a result of this incident. And we have the president of the United States uh, who was hanging out with Al Sharpton earlier today. Apparently, I guess a, a virtual National Action Network convention. Which I'd actually debated Sharpton in person at this convention many years ago. And uh, anyway, he made statements that many parts of the United States are backsliding into the days of Jim Crow. Parts of our country are backsliding into the days of Jim Crow, passing laws that harken back to the era of poll taxes. When black people were made to guess how many beans, how many jelly beans in a jar, or count the number of bubbles in a bar of soap before they could cast their ballot. Okay, just to be clear again, the new Georgia law that everybody's lying about is not Jim Crow 2.0. It's not a step backwards. As a matter of fact, it is it, it, it this law is far more open and makes voting available to far more people and more accommodating to every person that lives in Georgia than the restrictive law that is in Joe's state of Delaware. And I don't know of anybody in the Georgia state legislature that may have partnered with former Klansman Robert Byrd to stop the integration of schools because you don't want schools to become racial jungles. That's what Joe Biden did on top of the comments that he made. Anyway, so the New York Post uh, on the story of Kimberly Potter, 26 year veteran. Uh, and you can hear her, you can hear the words. This is not a case that I would rush to judgment on just based on what we know. Now we don't have all the facts. I don't believe in rushing to judgment. I believe in due process and the presumption of innocence. We stay consistent on this program on all those things. I even said it about Andrew Cuomo. People just seem to conveniently forget when I say it about Democrats. But she's on tape. I'll tase you. I'll tase you. Taser, taser, taser. Shot heard. Then, oh, shift after I shot him. Anyway, taken into custody approximately 1130 local time in St. Paul. And uh, Washington County attorney Peter Orput, who is expected to prosecute the case locally, said earlier the details of the charges will be released later. We believe it's going to be manslaughter of the second degree, according to some reports. Uh, And both she and the police chief resigned in the wake of this shooting. City manager fired uh, for saying that we have to wait for the investigation to be complete, and I believe in due process. Can you imagine being fired for saying you believe in due process? How insane has this this become here? Um, a person, by the way, who causes the death of another, this is manslaughter, second degree in Minnesota, is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree, may be sentenced to imprisonment of not more than 10 years or to the payment of a fine of not more than $20,000 or both. That's what the law says. As Joe Biden is out there with the Reverend Al Sharpton earlier today doing his thing. Um, We have uh, some of the protesters have leaked
As of yesterday, Officer Potter's home address online. Police then had to guard the property of Officer Kimberly Potter and literally a five-bedroom house surrounded with protective fencing after protesters put her address online. And it's about, you know, and apparently about 60 people or a bunch of people apparently descended on the place. Um, We now have full-blown insurrection, if you want to use Democrats' favorite word these days, underway. You know, I don't know why the National Guard is not being called up in some of these instances. And yet this brilliant mayor in Brooklyn Center literally suggesting that police uh, on routine traffic stops should not be armed at all. And then the suggestion that the historically used method, non-lethal method of tear gas and rubber bullets be taken away from police officers. You're, you're disarming the police if you do this. It is extraordinarily dangerous to do that. If you if, that the, the cops then are what they only have one option at that point. Think about that. They only at that moment will then only have one option and one option only. You want to give the police more options. I'm actually going to show tonight some of the the taser options that police that could be available to them and maybe things that could be done moving forward that. Somebody couldn't make a mistake if that is, in fact, what uh, truly happened in this case. You have uh, a case. uh, I got this sent out to me. Armed activists, apparently, according to uh, one report on Fox News, videos posted on Twitter showed the crowd chanting, we'll burn this shift down. Silence is violence. Why the F are you quiet as customers were eating outside of a restaurant? One protester appeared to kick drinks off an abandoned table. In another clip, the same group, two men appear to be holding automatic rifles or semi-automatic rifles. Another video showed protesters in front of a, a hotel chanting, you know, Black Lives Matter. One of the protesters wearing a red shirt with the Next Generation Action Network logo with a, with a long rifle. Um, we see what's been happening out on the West Coast as well, which we've been covering. The New York Times is making the case that um, confusion cases like Dante Wright are extremely hard to prove. Um, and again, I think it's just the media basically wanting an outcome or rush to judgment in this case. I don't think it's fair for anybody. We got to get to the bottom line. What happened? Did the officer in this case make a mistake? Was this an an accidental discharge of a firearm. Uh, We've learned a lot more about Dante Wright. He was wanted for, uh, apparently, for a number of things. We know more about his criminal history. Now, I would be the first to tell you that does not impact what happened here, except for the fact that it may have contributed to his desire to try and get away and resist um, being arrested, because by the time the cops pulled over, uh, Mr. Wright and, and Officer Potter and her partner, he was being sought by law enforcement for holding a woman at gunpoint while attempting to rob her. Potter was aware of Wright's history of gun violence by the time that he broke free while he was in the process of being handcuffed. Uh, anyway, and, and then Wright and another woman in this other case had been charged with first-degree attempted aggravated robbery in December of 2019 for trying to steal 820 bucks from a woman at gunpoint, according to Hennepin County District Court documents. 
Apparently, they had slept over the victim's home after attending a party, then demanded money the next morning while flashing a gun. Give, quote, give me the effing money. I'm not playing around. Wright quoted as telling the woman, according to prosecutors, give me the money and we'll leave, Wright allegedly told her. And then anyway, they left the home without any money being turned over, according to documents, later arrested, released on $100,000 bail, which might explain why he was willing to uh, resist arrest in this situation uh, you don't want the you don't want this outcome we believe in in justice and due process yes for dante wright you don't want to have these cases come up but occasionally they do you know police said the officers then determined wright had an outstanding warrant so they did know these officers when they pulled him over which is the context i'm putting out this information anyway all right, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this uh, program, we'll have plenty of time for uh, calls today in the course of the program. Uh, now you have squad members, which we've been telling you about, want to abolish police completely. Congresswoman Tlaib, policing cannot be reformed and should be abolished. Democrats are starting to uh, distance themselves from the squad uh, circle back Jen Psaki. Well, that's not the president's view. Um, Nancy Pelosi highlighting the need for police reform. Well, what is the police reform is going to be? What is what what is that going to be? Because they've been historically now since last summer supporting these defund the police efforts, including Kamala Harris and supporting this idiocy of no bail. It's absolutely nuts. You know, Senator John Kennedy just has a way with words. He's a wordsmith. You know, talking about the defunding the police supporters. Next time you get in trouble, I guess, call a crackhead, as only he could say. Um, and, you know, you have self-identified Antifa members, Fox reporting, arriving in the Twin Cities area as the Brooklyn Center protests have continued last night. 60 people arrested. Um, AOC calling law enforcement an indefensible system in the wake of Dante Wright's killing after fellow squad members, you know, want the police to be abolished. Well, what does that even mean? You know, going on to say on Tuesday that, you know, responding to this this incident, um, Dante Wright's killing was not a random disconnected accident. I would say that's a rush to judgment. Uh, it was a repeated outcome of an indefensible system that grants impunity for state violence, rewards it with endlessly growing budgets at the cost of community investment and targets those who question that order. I, I, I do remember that when January 6th happened, which we can't have happen either, like the rioting cam happened, that. A lot of congressmen and women and elected officials had a different story. It should be safety and security for everybody and law and order for everybody. 25 to the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of madness going on. Now, well, well, let's just cancel the police. Can well, cancel the police? Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Andrew Yang, hardly a conservative. Apparently, according to a report in the Daily Mail, film pedaling away after bike protesters called him pro-cop, chanting shame at him during a, a Dante Wright protest in New York City yesterday. 
I mean, is, uh, you want to talk about socialist, leftist, communist, radical. I mean, the, the views are just like Comrade de Blasio. Anyway, running for mayor, rode with 150 cyclists across the Brooklyn Bridge into lower Manhattan, then confronted in Battery Park. And um, anyway, Yang was spotted wearing a blue sh- suit with a forward New York face mask while pedaling a black sh- old Schwinn bicycle with a baby seat attached, according to the Daily Mail. You don't care about the community? You know, get your beep out of here. We don't want you here. One woman with a megaphone yelling at the former presidential, now mayoral hopeful. You're pro-cop, a second woman shouts. Wow. Portland police declared a riot again last night after the fire broke out at the city's police union building. Rioters now have taken to the streets, second straight night there. And police issuing warnings that the crowd demonstrators arrived in front of the Portland police building. Vehicles blocking intersections out there. Fireworks going off everywhere. Uh, we have crowds in, in Washington, D.C. that gathered saying burn the precinct down. A video, according to Fox, has emerged the protesters in D.C. chanting burn the precinct to the ground. It's on tape. Anyway, uh, that's that's happening as well. Again, AOC saying, Dante Wright, no accident, an indefensible system. Well, what is the system they prefer? No police? Defund the police? Eliminate the police? I I mean, Senator Kennedy, what are you going to call a crack addict? That's what he said. But seriously, on a serious note, who would you call? What are you going to do? Because liberals, conservative, Republican, Democrat, they all, everybody's... A potential target. What are you going to do if somebody breaks into your house? Now, we're looking at non-lethal alternatives. I'm going to show you some of the stun guns that are out there. Apparently, they've made some pretty good advancement and progress just to give you an idea so that, you know, like taking away, for example, tear gas to disperse crowds is a dumb idea. Taking away the right of a police officer to have any weapon, as the mayor in, in Minneapolis was saying last night. How dumb is that? They don't know what's on the other side of, you know, the glass when they pull somebody over. Look at what happened. The, the Monday video released of that New Mexico police officer, a so-called routine traffic stop, and he got shot to death. And we saw the videotape. Take a look at it and then tell me. There is some backlash from the Democrats saying, well, just don't say it publicly, meaning Congresswoman Tlaib and other squad members, you know, about no policing. Kamala Harris has uh, weighed in, apparently has not learned much since she encouraged the bail fund. And it's not going to stop and it shouldn't stop. And they're not going to stop and take note on both levels and beware. They're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. And we're not going to stop. Okay. And supporting a bail fund so that rioters can get released early, get back out in the action. Uh, Anyway, she said in regards to this shooting, our nation needs justice and healing and law enforcement must be held to the highest standards of accountability, she said. At the same time, we know that folks will keep dying if we don't fully address racial injustice and inequities in our country from implicit bias to broken systems. A lot of these big cities, and I've gone through a list, I'll do it again tonight if you want, 
on Hannity where you have a majority minority police force like Los Angeles, like New York. Majority minority police force. Are we claiming that those officers are racist? Um, anyway, it's, uh, this is now the state of where things are. MSDNC literally saying we need to abolish American policing as it currently exists and replace it with what? Van Jones, America policing is dumb and dangerous and discriminatory. What's your alternative? What is your plan? You know, I, 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 I just am, I'm kind of bewildered because I, I, I see what's happened in New York as a result of defunding the police. See what's happened in Los Angeles. We watch what's happening in Chicago every weekend. Now, people don't want to look at the, you know, I'll taser you, I'll taser you, taser, taser, taser. And then the officer, in this case, Officer Potter, saying, oh, shift, which means, uh-oh, I, I, it was an accidental discharge of the firearm. She had planned on tasing, according to her. This needs to be investigated. No rush to judgment on this show. But, it, but certainly that what she's saying sounds like it could be exactly what the police chief called it, who has now since resigned. It's horrible. It's awful. Wright was only 20 years old. And in spite of his problems with police, that's, that's not justice. We believe in due process for everybody. And doesn't, you know, why, but it might give a rationale as to why he tried to escape and resist arrest. Um, but now this, you know, let, let's jump on the defund the police bandwagon here. It's, it's, it's not going to end well for the country. You know, one of the things that we've got to restore in this country is law and order. So every person in every city and every town has the safety and security that they need so they can go about pursuing their happiness and their American dream. Just like we need better schools. That has to be a part of, of any agenda of any politician. The Democrats certainly have had decades of opportunity to do both those things in major cities, and they have failed dramatically. Chicago Sun-Times put out a controversial op-ed. Another day, another cop shooting. Can we please stop kidding ourselves? We've got to face facts that the police are a reflection of society. They're not some separate reality. They are America. As a society, we watch the horrific video of that police officer killing Dante Wright, an unarmed black man during a traffic stop, and tell ourselves once again, this is not who we are. But those words are a lie. This is exactly who we are. And it is what the country has allowed law enforcement to become. Is this coming from the same Chicago newspaper where there are dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of, of people shot every weekend? Nobody likes to hear Rudy Giuliani's record, but he did a good job of driving down the murder rate through stop and frisk. Well, they weren't looking for illegal guns. They were looking for uh, they weren't looking for legal guns. They were looking for illegal guns. Last night, over 60 people got arrested. Portland police declaring a riot again. Crowds in Washington burned the precinct to the ground. I mean. How, how does this end well for anybody? 
It's not going to. More training, better options, non-lethal options, I think, is a, a good start. That's my own personal opinion. On the border, 16 battleground congressional districts, new poll out, Heritage uh, Action for America. And according to their survey, 56% blame Biden's dismantling of former President Trump's policies for the crisis. That's an understatement. Now New Jersey's governor is, is going to use the federal funds and the emergency COVID relief bailout monies to give a one-time stimulus payment to the state's illegal immigrants. I guess just following New York's lead, up to $15,000 to illegal immigrants. By the way, the Guatemalan president, and I'll play this later in the program, literally blaming Joe Biden for the border enforcement issues that they're now talking about. There's no document signed regarding border security and uh, literally challenging the assertion that Joe Biden's administration, that they agreed to surge troops at their borders to make migration to the U.S. more difficult. Saying that's not true. Been a lot of lies out of the Biden White House. He got blown over by the wind three times. It's emergency COVID relief. It's infrastructure. Child care is infrastructure. Everything else is infrastructure. But that's where we are. Kamala Harris apparently is planning to go and uh, visit, finally, after 20 some odd days. Visit Guatemala, not the not the southern border. So I'll have to see what happens there. A lot of pushback on and I, I just have made the decision in light of everybody else's idea that they think that they need to reveal private medical information, which I think I believe in the right to privacy. I thought liberals believed in the right to privacy. I thought they believe in the right of freedom of choice. I am not going to make decisions about people's health for them. I'm urging everybody as it relates to all things coronavirus, COVID, the vaccines that are out there, you make your own decision. Read Read points of view that may differ than your 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 present point of view. Talk to your doctor, doctors that you trust in your life and then make your decision. It's really that simple. I don't support this passport idea. By the way, Australian leaders, they refuse to guarantee that their borders will open once everyone there is vaccinated. It was an interesting UK prime minister, Boris Johnson. Lockdowns are better than vaccines. Okay, see how that works for their economy. Washington Governor Inslee ordering state officials to tighten up restrictions via a press release. Then the whole issue of the Johnson and Johnson shot. You had six people, one died, one in critical condition. Women 18 to 48, I believe. Uh, And they suspended the use of this vaccination. People on both sides are expressing this is not a good thing to happen. But again, you know, look at the differences. For example, compare the Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine, which is the more traditional way of making a vaccine, accumulating and creating antibodies for people versus Moderna versus Pfizer. And I think the more knowledge you have, the better it's going to be. Um, there is, there was a Ron Paul Institute tweet. I've never heard of it. James put it in the pack today. California County is launching a vaccine passport. But then on the other end of this, they're saying, no, we're not doing that in Orange County out in California. Some people saying, well, now you're just paving mistrust in the board and, and, you know, getting the vaccine. 
Hannity, what are you doing? I'll decide with, with my doctor. I've already decided in consultation with my own knowledge and, my, and the doctor. I urge you to study hard, and I urge you to make the right decision based on your specific medical conditions with your doctors. Kirsten Gillibrand trying to explain why she called child care infrastructure, considering the backlash that she got. And um, anyway, she defended Biden's infrastructure. But we can define infrastructure as what is necessary to get the economy moving if you don't have access to daycare, universal pre-K, affordable daycare, national paid leave. She's calling all of this infrastructure. I mean, this is madness. By the way, things are not going good on a foreign front. Now we've got the hostile actor Putin, the hostile regime Russia, saber rattling right along the Ukrainian border. And I don't know what's going to happen next, but it's not going to be good. Then you've got, you know, more territorial ambitions. Uh, You see with China now unfolding, especially them building islands wherever they deem necessary. Crackdown in Hong Kong, people concerned about Taiwan long term. What's what's Joe Biden going to do? The mullahs in Iran have been assured that, oh, we're going to go back to the old deal. Why would you cheer a return to the dumbest deal in the history of this country? Major League Baseball's favorability now dropped to 35 percent among Republicans. All these companies that got involved in politics, not going well for them either. That can only mean one thing. Leonard Skinner, simple man, all things BillOReilly.com. Mr. O'Reilly, sir, how are you? I'm trying to get my tickets for the All-Star game, Hannity. Are you going to the All-Star game? You, do you find Georgia's uh, new voting laws that are far more accessible for everybody than, say, New York or Delaware or even Colorado? They have more days that you can vote early in Georgia than you can, but... Like all these other states, you do need a photo ID, Bill O'Reilly, just like when you're out there buying that six-pack or, you know, a pack of cigs or you want to go to the White House or you want to go to the Capitol. You know, you do need a photo ID, Mr. O'Reilly. Here's some simple man wisdom, Hannity. Ready? (laughs) Yeah. The Toronto Blue Jays. Are they not (laughs) in Major League Baseball? So in Canada, no one can vote unless you show an ID. There you go. That's a great point. So, Toronto Blue Jays, everyone, you got to move. But this Can't is the, have them there. This is so the I, main point, though. The main the point main, is they don't want picture ID and they don't no. want signature verification, which they you don't. need for everything else. Right, because that's not woke. You know, woke right. is like everybody votes, and it doesn't really matter. You know, um, whatever you want to do, that, and if you oppose that, you're a racist. You know, Major League Baseball's favorability among Republicans has now fallen way down. And this, uh, Ari Fleischer said this earlier on Fox Today. I think he once represented MLB, that they fell to 35%. Now, I, I don't want any politics in sports. I just don't. I don't... Th- I think most people, one of the things you can look at in society that actually bonds people of all backgrounds, all races, all religions, is a passion and a love for a team. 
So it's a moment where, you know, you could actually truly unite people behind a love of a shared love of something. I'm not a boycott supporter. I've never supported a boycott, as you know. But I'm not watching the I'm not watching the All Star Game. I'm no, not I'm not. I'm not watching either. And and just as you said was done right after the 9/11 attacks in New York City, when both baseball teams rallied together, uh, worked to help the families that were affected by people killed at the World Trade Center and the first responders. And that was a moment in New York City history that ranks up in the greatest achievements of the biggest city in the country. So sports can be used to unite, but now we have a society that reflects in its sports personnel the civil war that's going on in the country. There's no question about that. LeBron James is the leader of the progressive movement in the NBA. He's the leader. Colin Kaepernick was the leader in the NFL. Now, there is no leader in Major League Baseball, but believe me when I tell you that Robert Manfred, the commissioner, would not have done this if the players' union didn't come and say, you better move that game out. That came from but, the players' But it's not union. based on any truth or any reality. No, I won't waste this audience's time because I've, I've explained it now many, many times. Yeah, everybody, anybody who's fair-minded knows there's nothing racist or prohibitive about the Georgia law. Nothing. All right. So if you look at it and you read it as you've done and I've done, there's nothing there that inhibits anyone from voting. So this is our society now. If the progressives say something, all their team is going to rally behind it, whether it's true or not. There's no skepticism of it. And then the other side, the traditional conservative side, they react to it. it what's really interesting is that the traditional conservative American core, their team, the team, they're not trying to tear down the country. It's all almost 100% coming from the progressive left. They don't like capitalism. They don't like white people. They don't like the education system. They want everything free. All of this is coming from, one, from the one team. And then the other team is reacting to it, and the result is a civil war. In this country. Well, it's not a literal civil war. You're talking no, about the culture it's wars. Intense, it's as intense as any. It's a very divided country. And, and the I. Civil war. So. There's never been a time we've been more divided. And today is the anniversary of John Wilkes Booth assassinating Abraham Lincoln. Today is that anniversary. Um, and not since. But the that sad time. thing is, Bill, this is important. The sad thing is, look at, for example, I don't know, what, what's your favorite football team? Do you have a favorite football team? Yeah, the Jets, but I'm okay. a massive. Yeah, you and me both. Forget it. But the one thing, if you watch any two teams, if you watch at the end of the game, they, they often, the teams, both sides, they get in a circle, and many of them, those that are Christian or those that believe in God, they pray. Um, and I love the fact that there's this camaraderie, and I'll even use the word brotherhood, among among star athletes that they do this. And I think the fans unite with them. For example, if Le I love watching LeBron James play basketball because he's the best at what he does. He's got just so many amazing gifts and talents that he's developed and, and natural gifts. Um, he's so, it's, it's like, you know, watching like a, a great composer, one of the best. And I love watching the best at what they do. And 
to me, it, it's if if LeBron James said, "I am supporting a literacy program for kids in City A, B, C, D, E, and F," and reached out to the fans that you know of all backgrounds that have a shared love for watching a talented athlete play. I bet you people would respond and we could have a positive uniting impact. Am I wrong? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think that there's so much ingrained hatred now on both sides that it's going to be hard to break that chain. You can Let, do let's it say if this was pre-Colin Kaepernick kneeling, et cetera, would it have worked then? Not if he's going to wear socks with pigs depicted as police officers. Meaning Colin Kaepernick would wear yeah, those, yes. Yeah, that was a much deeper thing. There's a lot behind all this. You know, so uh, LeBron James basically wants to become a leader of African Americans. He believes, sincerely believes, that African Americans are not treated the same way as whites in America. That's his sincere belief. You're not going to convince him otherwise. So that he's not going to go out of his way to try to have detente. Now, because- LeBron James did do something amazing, though, in 2019, and I give him a lot of credit for it. He, he has the I Promise School, a public school supported by the LeBron James Family Foundation, and it opened, opened uh, in 2019 in Akron, Ohio. I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I just, you know, I know because I also know um, Robert Kraft, of the Patriots, and he said to everybody on his team at the time, this was all going on, he said, if you have a charity, a cause for people that are New England Patriots fans, tell me and I'll match you dollar for dollar and I'll go into the community with you and we'll, we'll work together. I thought that was a much better way of handling, you know, important issues that should be dealt with. Athletes can have a positive effect is my, my overall point here because they're role models, whether they want to be them or not. They're role models. Yeah, and I agree that good people, people of goodwill, can come together and support projects that are noble. I did that with President Obama on the Brothers Keeper um, program. How come I, I wasn't helped. invited? He didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> he was afraid of your martial arts capacity. Um, oh, no, but I mean, look, people of goodwill can come together and do good things. But when you have a strain in this country that wants to blow up the entire system, that's what's behind all this. And for the first time in our history, the media is enabling that movement. This has never happened before. As liberal as Walter Cronkite was, as Dan Rather was, they didn't condone blowing up the system. Now... The corporate media does, led by Walt Disney Company. Did, did you see the Project Veritas tapes about CNN? Yeah, but, you know, I like that guy O'Keefe. He's got a lot of guts, and I hope I, people support I like that guy him. O'Keefe. Just simple man analysis. You yeah, he's got up. a Go lot ahead. of guts, and I hope people support him because he tries to get at the truth. But was anybody surprised about that? No. Everybody knows that CNN is in a news organization um, and that they are in business, that's AT&T, by the way, to promote progressive Democrats. That's what they do. There's no disguise. They don't disguise it. It's not like they – I guess they have a token conservative on their panels of 18 people. I can't even keep track of the panels. Well, they I mean, had he, Kaylee McEnany, and they had Jeff Lord. They're gone, so who is it? Can you name one? 
I, I isn't uh, Santorum on there once in a while? Yeah, I, I think he's he the last be. remaining. Yeah, you know, I think they they make him wear a nose and mustache when he comes on to disguise him, but I think oh, he's man. on there. Uh, you couldn't pay me. There's no amount of money you could pay me to sit there and do that. One day, Jeff uh, Lord, who's a friend of ours uh, and a friend of this program, was on a panel, and there was nine Democrats. You know, Van Jones and David Axelrod and everybody, and they're all ganging up on this poor guy. And I'm sending him text messages: "Say this, say this." You know, and and the it was funny because he was the one conservative and he got all the airtime because they all took their their turn trying to beat him up. And, I'd love uh, to be on that panel. I'd love to take those people on. You oh, that's going to gonna, that. oh, that's going to happen. But you'd pay to see it, wouldn't you? Hell yeah, I go. I, I, but no, you get me free them? tickets because you're my friend, right? Yeah. Oh, you you and and you could text me. But I'd love to. I don't care how many they put up against me. I'll take them all on. Uh, listen, I'm not afraid of that either. Although I will tell you, and we have a little bit of a different background with television. I did that debate show thing. I did it with Alan. Alan was a friend of both of ours. He's a good guy. God rest his soul. I can't believe he's gone. And he was he was a nice person, good man, genuine and sincere in his crazy beliefs. And I used to tell him that all the time. But he was a good person. And I I just at this point it just it's sort of like debating people are we we need to get rid of the police what am i supposed to say to somebody that thinks right that right way? right you're right but if you got a van jones or you got an axle rod those guys are smart and you can and you can go in and i did this for how many years uh, on uh, cable tv you can shred them with facts because that's what i base all my analysis on is facts and you don't get emotional you just go in and you hold it. You want to you want to uh, defund the police in Minneapolis when violent crime, murders, rapes are up a hundred percent. Is that what you're telling me? Is that you think that the, what the folks want? Do you really think the poor people who have no protection can't afford the gated house? You think they want to defund the police? That's how you do it. You get in and you hit them right between the eyes with the truth. Bill, they're now taking away the ability of cops to even use tear gas or rubber bullets. They're now talking about traffic stops, as mayor in Minnesota is talking about traffic stops with no weapon whatsoever. By the way, this was the day after, Bill, the, the New Mexico tape was released where a routine, so-called routine traffic stop and a New Mexico police officer was murdered. And we got the tape the day before. And you were in the day of. The three Georgia cops were shot for the same thing. You know, two uh, African Americans going 110 in Georgia. They try to pull them over. The yeah, guys get right. out with uh, weapons and shot three cops. So that's what you do. You present the facts, and then when the people watch that, even the loons, you know, that's why they hate you. The stronger your argument is, if you're not a progressive, the more they hate you. The more they try to destroy you. No, I think you're uh, you're right on every front, but I do worry about the future of the country because this radicalism is being implemented, and they're trying to basically shove it down the country's throat. They're willing to bypass an entire branch, co-equal branch of government to do it. Uh, we see what's happening at the border. We see this reckless amount of spending. We're getting lied to on a spectacular level. Now foreign policy is impacted. I mean, you see what the Iranians are doing, and Joe's already capitulated. Now the Russians are, are doing their thing on the border with Ukraine. Uh, we see what China is now doing uh, in the Pacific uh, and Hong Kong and, and Taiwan. And they're actually building entire new islands out there. 
and all territorial ambitions that are now emerging as a result, I would argue, of of them perceiving the American president, Joe Biden, as frail, weak and struggling cognitively. Well, Kamala is going to solve the border, though. You you and I both know that she's told us today that she's going to go down there sometime. We really don't know when, but she's going to go down. So the vice president will solve it all. I'm very confident that'll happen, aren't you? Um, so, Bill, I'm so confident. By the way, if Bill O'Reilly or Sean Hannity ever had a daycare center with oh God. The images we're seeing in Biden's cages, what do you think would happen? Um, we'd be arrested very, very quickly. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, and charged with old, shut, we'd immediately be shut down and charged with child abuse, Bill. All right, 800-941-SEAN is our number. Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Thank you, sir. Thanks Appreciate you me. being with us. Hope you had a good vacation last week. 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. James O'Keefe on Hannity tonight. He's got his new tapes. We'll unveil them tonight on Fake News CNN. On top of what we told you all about yesterday, there's so much going on that we've been talking about today, including the borders and Biden and and these issues involving race and police and policing and the Democratic radical agenda, the you know, the vaccine issues that have come up. Anyway, a lot to talk about. Let's get to your calls now. We'll start in the great state of Florida. No income tax, no death tax for the state. Brad in Florida, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you today, Sean? I'm good. I saw Ron DeSantis on Fox and Friends this morning. He did a phenomenal job. Uh, and made some very good points uh, about the difference between draconian shutdowns and keeping a state open. I mean, they're now fighting, still opening up schools in, in big cities all across the country. They don't want to open the schools. You, you, your schools have been open since August. Yeah, our schools, Ron's been doing a great job here in Florida. We love him. Hate to see him go to um, D.C., though, because we see that coming. But um, love him here. Um, real quick today. My point well, maybe is, one day what Florida has done for the for Floridians, maybe we can do for the whole country. What do you think? Well, oh, I think he could do that. He's he's the man for the job, definitely. He's definitely the man. Um. Anyway, my quick point today was um, about this the police shootings and that you know accidental deaths. I'm sorry for the families that are left behind, but at some point somebody's got to stand up and say, yes, it's 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 tragic, but. The person involved has a responsibility as well, because as soon as you start fighting an arresting or an arresting officer, you're putting yourself in that scenario. You know, why would you put yourself in that? I mean, I don't uh, listen. I know I have too many that. friends that are cops. There were a lot of my family members involved in law enforcement, and I just have too many friends that are cops. And they're telling me that everybody's afraid to do their job. They, they fear going out. They fear getting involved. They, I mean, they're, they're doing the best that they can, but they also know and can read the atmosphere very well. I don't know if you saw the video I showed on TV of these New York police officers being harassed and yelled at and bullhorned and, you know, little, little toy pigs being shoved in their, on top of their patrol car. I mean, it's just become an abusive situation. The cops did nothing. There was not even, there was no situation unfolding except that people decided to just harass them. And and this is where this is going to end. And um, there's always danger on the other side of, of 
that car that a policeman pulls over or a policewoman pulls over. You know, we heard the tape of this woman. It's now she's now she's arrested and charged. Right. And now the problem the problem is who's gonna want us to take this job on knowing that and this morning I'm getting up, I'm getting ready to go to work, and you know what? I may have a bad stop today that could ultimately put me in jail. I'm I'm not gonna go do work for that. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I just can't see us getting to a point or I can see us getting to a point where people are just we can't get police anymore. And that's it's, the day it's, when I hate to tell you, person, that day is here. And I'm I'm living it. New York City, that day is here. They're not doing they're not willing to take the risks that they once took. And that's why you see murder rates in all these big cities. I went through all the numbers earlier in the week are skyrocketing. Anyway, great point, Brad. Glad you called, my friend. 800-941-SEAN, our number. John in Washington State next on the Sean Hannity Show. John, how are you? Good, Sean. I just wanted to uh, let you know I was a former Los Angeles police officer for 10 years. Well, thank you. the International Police Task Force overseas teaching other countries and developing police procedures for them. Can I ask and you, why did you leave after 10 years on the job when you didn't get your pension? <laughs> number one. You had so much negative pressure from management, as well as dealing with the fact that, you know, as a man of color, I caught a hell of a lot of of flack from the communities I worked in. And so you leave while the leaving is good, and I got offered a a gig overseas that paid a lot more money. Okay, fair answer. Understood. It's a hard job. Mm -hmm. There are parts of Los Angeles, really tough neighborhoods, not an easy job. No, and the point I'm making is that was not just a, a random mistake. I feel so bad for that officer. And the sad part is we don't have anybody advocating for officers. And and, and I'm going to advocate as much as possible because that was a design ergonomics problem. When I was with the Los Angeles Police Department from 90 to 2000, the simple fact was our tasers looked like one of those big chalices you see in old movies without the base to hold it up. So you had to hold the whole thing absolutely horizontal and fire the cartridges at the subject to be taped. Now, under the continent of force, you have a grab bag of different things you can use. And what I see after assessing that whole thing is those officers were basically intimidated into timidity. They were too timid. Once they put hands on this guy and he resisted, they could have kneed him in the radial lateral nerve in his thigh and took him down. They could have leg swept him, took him down, but they were too concerned over being um, seen as being too rough. And I was taught, and I don't think they do it in academies anymore. When I went through the academy, we had to put on boxing gloves, and we had to chase another academy cadet for a quarter mile, go to the infield, and we had to fight. We had to box. We had to hit each other and take somebody down. I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, I I can tell you that they they usually do not. Now, as part of my training, I mean, you can't defend yourself if you can't take a punch. And we actually have something we call pain day. But I want to go back to this thing that you're talking about with the taser. Now, um, look, I'm just looking for any alternative. Nobody has to take my recommendation, but but we do need to give police better options, non-lethal options. And I think yeah. it's good for the police. And I think under a lot of circumstances, there are that you can use. By the way, one of them is mace. One of them is pepper spray. Pepper spray uh, that, and mace, it, it's effective, but this very is effective. the bad part. Some people 
are just immune. And we tested that because, when, like I said, I don't know if they even do this stuff anymore. We received an extra day off if we volunteered to, to try to attack one of our other officers and get sprayed with pepper spray just to see the effectiveness. And we had an old tough soul named Cerny that we sprayed him five, six times, and he just wiped his face and said, okay, let's go. So Listen, that, that I never heard of. I yeah. honestly never heard of any of it. I, 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 I didn't know that it didn't work on every occasion. All I'm looking for is, and again, I don't have any financial interest in this. I'm just looking for a non-lethal alternatives for cops and also for some homeowners. There are people that I have met that are deathly, for whatever reason, scared to death of firearms. And my advice to them is if you have that fear, the one thing I've learned about people that are gun enthusiasts for sport or for hunting or self-defense is, and I'll tell you, every time I, I learn from people that are better trained than I am, I, and they love to teach people, and they love their, everybody that I know that owns weapons is, is super safety conscious, and uh, I am as well. And, you know, people sometimes will say, Hannity, we know you you support the Second Amendment. I need to get a gun to protect my family. Which one would you get, an Uzi or an AR? And they start throwing out names that they've heard. 12-gauge, and I'm, like, laughing to myself, but not in a bad way. I said, "What? listen, I said, what you need to do is you need to familiarize yourself with what the options are. For most people, if they're not going to spend a lot of time at the range, their best option is going to be a, a simple shotgun. Um, and, but I would not recommend people getting one until they are properly trained in the use and safety of one. And that's my recommendation. Spend some time, get to, you know, the, a lot of places will, will let you fire varying weapons, pistol, if you prefer. I, I happen to prefer a shotgun and, uh, and I have a, a 40, uh, that I, that I carry. Um, that's my preferred choice. For other people, it might be something different. There's, there's no right or wrong answer. It's what your comfort level is and what you want to become proficient at using safely. Well, Sean, a, a pistol should never have the ergonomics of a taser. Because when you're encountering somebody, when they were in that car entryway, uh, she wasn't looking down at her, her belt. She was looking at the subject and trying to use memory to grab the correct tool. And I just feel bad because, you know, you can't have two things that are exactly the same and feel. Now, if you calm down, you might feel the heft of a firearm because it's going to be heavier. But I feel bad because mistakes happen. And people aren't going to advocate and realize that if these officers would have, the minute they put hands on him and he resisted, I was taught if you're going to use violence, Make it so overwhelmingly violent that it's over with in a matter of seconds. And I believe that that's what my martial arts training is in. uh, We do a lot of situational self-defense using an eclectic blend of arts, including situational street fighting and boxing and sticks and blades and firearms. You know, I, I train in this constantly. I do it every day. And uh, most people, they, they really can't handle, No, a lot of, most people can't protect themselves with their hands. You know, that would be my, quote, weapon of choice, because I know exactly how to defend myself pretty much in any given situation, even if I'm going up against close quarters and a firearm, 
I prefer that over close quarters and a blade. And I'm sure your training has taught you the same thing. There's a lot going on here. Anyway, I appreciate it. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More of your calls on the other side. 800-941-SEAN is our number as we continue. As we continue back to our busy phones. Harold is in North Carolina. Hey, Harold, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Yes, good afternoon. I'm retired NYPD and to piggyback on that prior gentleman, when I was in the police academy in 1984, you had to fight your partner for three minutes and to try to cuff him in a three-minute period. It was the longest three minutes of my life trying to cuff somebody who doesn't want to be handcuffed. You want to come on and train with me on pain day when I have it in my dojo? Probably, probably. But this is without a gun belt, a vest. And yeah. it's, kind of, it's, a, it's, it's, and it's a controlled situation. I call basically, sir, because I hear a lot about training for police. What about the public? When I look at these incidents, nine times out of ten, if these knuckleheads would just get handcuffed, go to jail, sue the department, sue the cop, the party's over. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to come into guns and maybe you pulled your gun, maybe you pulled your taser. You know, it shouldn't have to come to that. Just get arrested. What is the big deal? You don't go to jail anymore. Everybody's got no bail, so pretty much you're in and out anyway. Well, what I tell anybody that wants to listen, you've got to understand if, let's say you're being pulled over, there's no such thing as I say as a routine traffic stop. Let's say you get pulled over. This is my advice for anybody and everybody, is that you fully, completely cooperate with the officer let the officer know that you're not a threat. And if that means putting your hands outside of the window of your car, put your hands out there. Uh, I think being polite goes a long way. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, yes, officer. No, officer. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I think that goes a long way. And if mm-hmm. the officer says, get out of the car, get out of the car. If the officer is going to take further action, you're not going to, nobody's going to win if you resist arrest. Nobody will win that. That's not going to end well, and it's not going to look good on any videotape. And if for whatever reason, what right or wrong, you're being charged with something in the in the case of that took place in, in Minneapolis, that this guy had an arrest warrant for an incident involving a gun and hitting a woman, apparently, or something to that effect, or and and it involved running from the police. So the police, the the, the guy resisted arrest. This is, then we get into the situation we got into. Now, I feel bad for this officer in the sense that I listened closely. And when I hear her say, I'll tase you, I'll tase you, taser, taser, taser. And then, oh, I'm like, it sounds on tape and I'm not making a judgment. I want to hear more evidence. I want a full investigation. Does that sounds to me like she screwed up? And, you know, we talk about the fog of war, but it's. You know, some of these streets, I mean, the fog of a conflict or a resisting moment, your adrenaline is flying high. Can you understand a mistake like that could happen? I can understand that. But one, one other thing before you go, sir, you keep talking about this gun called by, by whatever that gun. They, yeah, they the, alternative. the burner, B-Y-R-N-A. Yeah. Well, well, I have a question for you. Have they ever used that on a crackhead or a methamphetamine addict or somebody that's I, d- I don't on- know. I, now, I have talked to the owner and 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 I've I purchased my own burner myself. I don't have any other interest in it whatsoever. Um, and I just know that I think it's a great alternative. And I think the technology is only going to get better. 
as time goes on. And for police and for homeowners, I would like a non-lethal option that works. If it's the taser, let it be the taser. If it's this, let it be this. I don't care what it is as long as we have other options, other tools available to us. But anyway, Harold, great call. Thanks for your great service, too. Um, Retired police, NYPD. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I want you. Finally, after, you know, over three weeks, Kamala Harris has announced plans to go to Guatemala as soon as possible. When's Joe going? I guess Joe's busy napping, sleeping. I don't know. Maybe maybe getting treatments. Apparently went to the hospital today for some minor medical treatment of some. I don't know what it is. Anyway, let, let's listen to her say that. And the president of Guatemala is saying coyotes. Yeah, they're using Joe Biden's comments to tell families, oh, we're going to take your children. A large part of our focus is diplomatic in terms of what we can do um, in a way that is about working with these countries. So, for example, I have talked with uh, the president of Mexico, the, the president of Guatemala. Um, we have well, I'm probably saying too much. but We have plans in the work to go to Guatemala. Um, as soon as possible, um, given all of the restrictions in terms of COVID and things of that nature. The president has been talking and speaking very compassionately about migration, certainly children migration. Do you believe the president's message of compassion about children coming to the United States is making the situation worse or is indirectly encouraging migrants to informally migrate to the U.S.? I am nobody to make a judgment here, but I believe in the first few weeks of the Biden administration, messages were confusing. There were compassionate messages that were understood by people in our country, especially the coyotes, to tell families, we'll take the children. The children can go in, and once the children are there, they will call their parents. And so those messages were confusing, not because of the way they were communicated, but because of the way they were translated here. So a huge wave of migrant unaccompanied children starts. That's a matter of concern because as soon as they cross the border between Mexico and the U.S., they fall into the hands of cartels, prostitution networks, and so on. Uh, all of which is true. 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program now. Montana Senator uh, Steve Daines has introduced a bill to prevent taxpayer-funded handouts for illegal immigrants. <laughs> By the way, in the state of New York, over a couple hundred thousand illegal immigrants will get checks up to 15000 taxpayer dollars. I, I don't make this up. Uh, he's also been very outspoken, slamming this this wasteful, fraudulent spending uh, in in excess that is it's incalculable damage to the economy down the road of uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines is back with us. Senator, how are you? Hey, good, Sean. How are you doing? Just save me a small little ranch. I don't know how you define small, you know, with a lot of nature on it. Nice view, maybe mountains in the background with a little brook I can go fishing in or something. And uh, I got to get the hell out of this place. Well, Sean, if you do that, you won't be alone. I can tell you that. A lot of people are saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go to Montana. I'm going to go to Wyoming. And you're seeing, from what I've been reading, pretty e- e- extensive 
population growth. And Idaho as well. Well, yeah, you know, we're seeing it, Sean. You know, I went to kindergarten through college at Mon- in, in Bozeman, which has become one of the hot growth areas. Uh, my great-great-grandma homesteaded north of Great Falls, Montana, so my Montana roots go deep. But here's what's going on, Sean. We also just elected a new Republican governor, Greg Gianforte, is doing a great job. He was a business partner in the software business for years. He's a solid conservative, understands business and jobs and freedom. And uh, we've had a Democrat governor for 16 years. We just elected a Republican. And so our state is moving red. And guess what? We've got, you know, Californians, Washingtonians, Oregonians who are fed up with liberal policies in their states. And they're just fleeing. And they're coming to places like Montana because we offer them freedom. I will tell you, it's beautiful out there. It really is. I mean, it's a very special place. It's not cliched. It's, it's like God's country. And if you're looking for a beautiful small town, I mean, you walk through the towns, uh, I mean, it just brings you back to a whole different era. I mean, you must like land in Washington and say, every time you land, this sucks. I want to get back home to Montana. I got to assume you do that a lot. Sean, I keep a very, very minimal footprint here in Washington. I have a little studio. I have a studio apartment. By by the way, I don't, the people of Montana admire you for saying that. It's funny. Well, my, 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 my sweet wife tells me, she says, Stevie, at least I'll get a chair in your apartment. In other words, <laughs> I go there to, to sleep. Uh, you know, I've got a microwave so I can cook some if I need to and a shower. And I walk. Listen, I, you do, please tell me you at least have Uber Eats or Grubhub or one of these services. No, no good grief. That, that's way too, uh, too high. Oh, brow. man. I, 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 don't even, I don't have a car back here. I walk to work every day. I mean, that that's. That's why I want, I want to get back here and do the work. You know, you start early, you end late, you're doing the work for the people of Montana. But let me tell you something, Sean. This place will never, ever be home for this Montana boy. No, I, I, and you don't want it to be. That place is, it's, if there's any, there's only a few places that are actually worse than where I am in New York. And in one of them is D.C. It's, it's awful. I hate going there. Uh, let's talk about this. I, I want to give you a lot of credit. You introduced your bill to stop taxpayer dollars from going to states that are making any direct or indirect payments to illegal immigrants. You see what New York now, York, New York, in this part of that emergency COVID relief bill, got tens of millions of dollars of uh, uh, billions of dollars, rather, in bailout money. And now they're pushing in New York. I don't know if you're aware of this, that they want the state and local income tax exemption for New York put back in place by Biden, which, by the way, would hurt states that that either have no income tax or very low income taxes. And basically, that would be a benefit that I would get if I'm still here that I don't frankly deserve, nor should the people in in states that are fiscally responsible be, you know, should I have a benefit off their backs when they're electing responsible representatives and governors, et cetera? No, it's outrageous, Sean. Well, two fronts. First of all, I was down on the border two weeks ago with Ted Cruz and 18 of my Republican colleagues. Saw firsthand what's going on in the banks of the Rio Grande, the Mexican cartels openly, openly threatening us, taunting us at 1230 in the morning. Saw all that firsthand. And, and clearly, you know, Biden's policies have created this crisis. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Every Border Patrol agent will tell you that. But here's what we found out. You mentioned New York. Uh, they're they're going to pay an illegal undocumented, unemployed immigrant can get a check for up to $15,600. Sean, that's 11 times greater than the stimulus checks that taxpayers were getting. And 
This just passed the New York legislature last week. It's going to Cuomo's desk. And here's the, here's the outrageous part of it. As, as Joe Biden and Pelosi and Schumer are you know, launching these cash cannons, just shooting cash all over, you know, we've put $6 trillion out the door out of Washington, D.C. I just heard a stat today, Sean. 37% of all the money ever printed by the federal government got printed in the last 12 months in the history of our nation. And so, you know, we are in a debt mess slash crisis. But what the bill I introduced does is it says, hey, if New York wants to give $2.1 billion with a B, and that was, that's what they are doing, to illegal, undocumented, unemployed immigrants, then the federal taxpayer is not going to backfill those dollars in New York. You go off and spend your own money, not taxpayers uh, funding the federal government. I don't want Montanans, here we are, turning the corner on April 15th, thinking about the money they're sending back to Washington, D.C. is going to fund this New York nonsense. So my bill simply says, if you do that, you're not going to get any of the federal dollars from, from Joe Biden's uh, liberal wish list COVID package. You know, it, it's just I'm telling you as somebody that will be, supposedly uh, there's no benefit here. There's now my tax rate in New York income tax is going to be 15 percent. I live in the second highest highest property tax county in the entire country, Senator. And I'm not complaining. It's it's part of my work. My work keeps me here, has kept me here. I'm trying to fix that. And it, but I will say this. I don't believe states like Montana, Florida. Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, the Carolinas, they shouldn't be subsidizing uh, New Yorkers that elect the most fiscally irresponsible senators, uh, fiscally irresponsible state senators, assembly people, governors. It's just not fair, nor should I be able to deduct my state and local income taxes and it's not a benefit in a low-tax state like yours. Well, it, th- that's exactly right. It, what it, we're doing here is we're incentivizing reckless fiscal behavior in states like New York, Illinois, California, by allowing you to deduct high state taxes and property taxes from the federal tax. That means that states like Montana or Florida or others that have lower tax rates uh, are, are basically subsidizing liberal states. I think our founding fathers would like to see policies that create competition in terms of how we can reduce government in states, not increase it. When you're allowed to deduct the state and local taxes from your federal tax, what we're basically doing is low-tax states are subsidizing high-tax states. As we continue with Steve Daines, Senator, great state, Montana. So now... Uh, this, this, these are sort of uncharted waters, sanctuary cities, sanctuary states. Then we're not enforcing the laws on the border. Now you're, now you're a senator. You're a lawmaker. You are a co-equal branch of government. When the executive branch unilaterally decides to aid, abet, and enable law-breaking like they are at the border right now, I mean, what recourse is there? I've got to believe that that other third branch, co-equal branch of government, the ju- judicial branch, would uphold what the laws of the land are, and if they want to let people in and have open borders and then later amnesty, that they'd have to do it the legal way. Why has that not been challenged yet? Sean, it is going to be. And and I'll tell you where the relief's going to come. It's going to come from the states. Because thank God for what we did working with President Trump, we put 230 
new judges on the bench, of course, three Supreme Court justices and circuit judges and district court judges. These are lifetime appointments. These are common sense, constitutionally focused judges. What we need to have happen is the states have got to rise up. They've got to be filing suits and filing actions. You know, the border states, states like Texas, file these suits and saying, listen, we've got an, we've got an out of control situation now on the border. I was on the phone today with our, the Western Sheriff's Association. These are wonderful leaders in law enforcement, sheriffs from places as far north as Montana, all the way down to New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. And they are, they are pleading, pleading with us here in Washington to work with us, to please hear the voice of what's going on in the flood of human trafficking, humanitarian crisis. But, Sean, you know what's not talked about enough? The flood of Mexican cartel drugs coming across the southern border. It's heroin, it's fentanyl, it's methamphetamines. And, by the way, when these drugs hit our states, it's the root cause of a lot of the violent crime that we see across our country is drug-related. And, Sean, this is Mexican cartel drugs. They're making billions of dollars. The state's going to have to rise up and file these claims. Listen, we, unfortunately, right now in Washington, Schumer has got the majority control in the Senate, and Pelosi's got the House by very, very narrow margins. And there's great hope for 22 and 24 that at the moment this is a chance for federalism to reign. We're going to have to have our, our Friends from conservative states rising up here, filing actions here, because guess is what? there anybody on the Democratic side now? Let's assume Ben Sass and Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski will be on board, which is a pretty hard assumption. But let's say they are. Is there any Democrat mansion cinema, anybody that you think might might go along? I mean, I can't believe any of the Arizona senators are going to go along with taxpayer funded handouts for illegal immigrants. Yeah, Sean, part of it here is, is, is communicating. I don't think the American people know about what's happening in New York. That's why I, I introduced that bill, Sean, is to start getting the American people aware of the absolute insanity that's occurring at the moment in states like New York. And so this is still early stage. I mean, we found out about this last week. The state legislature just passed it last week, Sean. It's on Cuomo's desk. And so part of the action here is to get the word out to the American people of what's going on this insanity. So you start putting pressure on some of these key Democrats to can say, wait a minute, this is, this is a bridge too far, and we can't let this happen. I hope you're able to pull it off. Listen, this is against my own personal financial interests, just like when the president took away the state and local income tax deduction in, in his bill in 2017. Uh, I supported it, even though personally— it, it it hurt my hurt me in terms of taxes that I'd have to pay. It's just the right thing. It's 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 got to be fair. I don't want to be subsidized by yeah. by are my fellow citizens in other states that have neighbors that elect far more uh, fiscally responsible uh, politicians than than the people of New York have been doing it. But Senator Danes, we always love having you. Save me a little ranch, you know, number of acres, little. <laughs> A place I can go fishing, not hear anything, see nature, see God's creation, okay? Maybe some mountains in the background. Just keep looking out for me, all right? Sean, there's plenty of places. We'll put uh, we'll put a reservation one for you, okay? All right, my friend. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Hannity tonight. I will have the latest, obviously, in what is going on in the Brooklyn Center part of Minneapolis, uh, part outside of, of Minneapolis in Minnesota. 
Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, James O'Keefe is going to join us. Project Veritas, part two of his investigative reporting on this uh, CNN uh, technical director. Oh, yeah, we, we made it our business to get rid of Trump and everything else that he said. It's pretty unbelievable. He did confront, we showed this part of the tape last night, he did confront the person that was saying all these things about them advancing their leftist, socialist, anti-Trump agenda, and uh, didn't really want to talk to James O'Keefe. Now, James O'Keefe got in touch with uh, this, whatever this guy Oliver's name is, Oliver somebody. Oliver is like Humpty Dumpty's, you know, Humpty Dumpty wannabe. He works with Humpty Dumpty. And their full-time job is being obsessed with the Fox News Channel and people like me. I mean, it's a full-time obsession. Meanwhile, their network spreads lies, conspiracy theories, one hoax after another, years and years of propaganda, distortion, misinformation, outright lying. They do it every, you know, every single day. Anyway, apparently James O'Keefe called over to fake news CNN and got this Oliver guy, and this is what happened. Hello, this is Oliver. Hey, Oliver, it's James O'Keefe. I wondered if you had a comment on the guy saying your network's propaganda. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were, so that's, that's, I think that's propaganda. Oliver yeah, Cowards. Click. No response. To our busy phones, Daniel, New Jersey. What's up, Daniel? By the way, your state did not come in very well in the best place to live. I think you're 48th. Uh, that's, uh, I don't want to. It used to be a great place. One day. Well, Probably it used to be a lot of things. But listen, I, yeah. I, how New York came in uh, ahead of you, I don't know, because I totally disagree. <laughs> Maybe upstate. But anyway, so... I wanted to chime in on, uh, I mainly wanted to talk about the gun control thing. Um, this has been like on my mind for years. I'm a big gun advocate, love guns. But as you said, absolutely, safety comes first. Um, I feel that every time that there's one of these horrific shootings, that it's, it's just an opportunity for the administrations to, um, you know, it's, it's, they use it is a in propaganda it's not it's emotion driven it's not really looking out for the people it's just this window of opportunity to start pushing something so and unfortunately i have a simple I, question for all of them daniel what are yeah. you going to do if god forbid somebody breaks into your home what do you do i know what i'm going to do no, do you know what you're going to do i do too i have a i know about six different options of what i'm what i would do I, I, but i've it, got 60 options <laughs> but uh, so I just feel like every time that one of these events happens and it's kind of the media's fault. So every time that I hear, oh, there was a shooting, I'm like, let me guess. It was an AR-15 and it was this, it was that. It was a high capacity magazine. Let me guess. Put all the factors together because you've pretty much painted the picture for like someone, kid that's sitting at home that's getting picked on. He's being bullied. You've pretty much told him on the television what to do every time because Every time you turn on, you know, fake news, they're like, oh, it's this, it's the gun, it's the gun. No, it's not. It's not the gun's fault. I own many guns. They're never going to hurt anyone. They're not intended to. They're for sport. They're for protection. They're for hunting. It's the person behind the gun. And Well, let's, let's give a case in point, shall we? The Oklahoma City bombing could be one example. Tim McVeigh, the Sarnoff mm-hmm. brothers in Boston at the Boston yeah. Marathon. 
There's another example. Um, if, if you have evil intentions in your heart and you are willing to kill and want to kill innocent people, you're going to find a way to do it. A guy drove a Home Depot rental truck down the, the pathway, a U-Haul rental truck down the pathway in New York City. I worked in New York for seven years. I could have been walking down that street. Correct. Um, and and, and just, listen, we're going to see it. more of it. Go ahead. And look, every single time tragedies are used to advance political agendas, it's sad, it's tragic. Yeah, it it, it is. And what's what's worse is I hope this doesn't fall on deaf ears because they always say if you want something done, you know, reach out to your local congressman, reach out to your representative. Right. I have. I've never heard anything back. I proposed to, you know, no, no ragging on Chris Christie, but. I sent Chris Christie an email years ago because as a gun owner, I feel that the process isn't correct. I, I outline like a whole program of like how it should be, how we should go about things. That makes a lot more sense than give me three references, wait six months, pay 10 bucks, and you can own a gun that you know nothing about. Why is there no practical application? You have to go take a driver's test and 30 hours behind the wheel before they give you a permit. So, and then it leads into uniformity. So, I have a concealed carry license for the state of Virginia and the state of Florida. It's valid in 38 states. We now have 20 states as of the other day that recognize constitutional carry. When I'm in New Jersey, if I have my gun on me, I'm a felon. But if I cross the state line into Virginia, I'm a law-abiding citizen. So It's, it's insane. I mean, I, uh, and it, I get it, questions it, a lot. I, I've got to run on to some other callers here, but you make... Good points. Listen, I just ask everybody, if you're a liberal and maybe you don't like firearms, don't take away my right to defend myself and my family. You know, I, I work in a business where I get threatened quite often. And do I talk about it much? No, I don't. I've had it my entire career. It goes with the territory. I understand it. Uh, I accept it. Uh, I wish it weren't so. But I but crimes happen randomly all the time. I, I'd recommend a security system for your family. I recommend if you're going to get a gun, get trained in the safety and proper use of that firearm. Uh, Linda has been familiarizing herself recently uh, with varying varying weapons. And she actually probably the one time in your whole life you took my advice. Right. First of all, I take your advice all the time. Second yeah, of all, do. But yes, I am. Definitely experimenting. No, I mean, things. because you think about it, you got a young child at home, so you got to keep that weapon safe at all times. I, I, I get so angry when I hear about stories where you, these accidents happen where kids get a hold of a parent's gun. My kids can't get a hold of my weapons ever. They just, the, the whole time they grew up, they weren't getting near my weapons. And I don't care how hard they tried, they were not getting. That's our responsibility as gun owners to be responsible. To be safe. So, and I urge people, and I saw that March was a record-breaking month for gun purchases. And I'm just telling people, if you're going to do that, don't forget the safety quotient here as well. They have safes. For example, if you have a pistol, I have a fingerprint safe right next to my bed. Just boom, put my fingerprint on, opens wide open. But nobody can break into it. Anyway, appreciate the call. Thank you, Daniel. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Michelle is in Florida. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hey, Sean. Doing great. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Listen, this is my idea. I got two points. I am a, you know, woman, citizen, had cops in my family. They're all retired. 
as far as people being in fear and don't want to get out of their car and comply like you should is, okay, if somebody doesn't want to get out of their car, then the officers at this point, if they'll do the simple thing, I think it would stop a lot of this craziness or help it, is when they say, no, I'm I'm not getting out of the car, all that jazz, fine. Officer says to them, then be prepared for 30 minutes to how many other hours it may take. I'm going to call a supervisor. You're going to be, you're going to have to stay in your car, call your supervisor, call, get on your little talkie there and say, hey, call center, got to have supervisor. I don't care how many supervisors they have to hire. Have somebody come back. And from that point, first off, number one, it's going to be Michelle, uh, maybe you're missing something that's been happening. It's called defunding the police. No, no, I'm all against that. That's crazy. I get that. But but this is now what this is the reality. And and I went through the statistics earlier this week. I won't bore you with them again. But these are real lives, real families, uh, real and including nearly 100 cops already killed by gunfire this year. But the there's this is real life and death. And yeah, cops are scared and they are being defunded and they don't have the ability to do their job with the security and the safety of knowing that that they're going to get backed up if they follow procedures. Even if they do everything right, they're still going to get in trouble. That's how they feel. And then they're being abused at a high level in cities like New York. And I agree with you. And just like what's happening to this 26 year veteran, you know, and her pulling her gun instead of the taser. And yes, as hard as that is to believe, but it happens. It has happened in the past, but nobody's going to take the time to do the research and see these things. And it's, yeah, I get it. Yeah, everybody's against the cops. And they're crazy to think if you defund them that this world is going to get any better. No, we're going to go to the worst, worse than people can even imagine. Well, here's my other thought on that, Sean. It's then fine, but Here's the thing, Sean. When they pull somebody over, if they were facing to pull me over right now, they're running my tag. They know who I am. They know what records I have before they even approach my car, correct? Correct. Okay. They know if you have a warrant. If you have a warrant, if a person has a warrant out on them, then go right up to them and let them know, hey, pulling you over for for, you know, whatever, you, you did turned wrong, whatever, but now we know you got a warrant out for you. And if they want to play that little, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to call it like I see it because that's the woman I am. They want to play their little, oh, I'm black and I'm afraid of you cops because that's all we're hearing more so. Uh, I'm not getting out of the car. I just told you, sir, ma'am, whoever, you have a warrant for you. Now, and if you're not going to comply with us, we are going to have to do whatever we have to do as officers to get you to get out of the car, and you're going to jail. There's no ands, ands or buts. If they don't have a warrant for them, if it is, Sean, what's so bad with if it is, and I'm not for people breaking the law, but if you did a traffic stop, if it's nothing major, then by all means, let's not make it into what has been happening and officers losing their uh, you know, 26 years. Listen, my, it's, it's, let me let me sum it up for you because you're making a lot of points here, a lot of good points. Let me sum it up. If you get pulled over by the police, it's not the time to argue a ticket that they may want to be writing for you. It's just not the time. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, officer. No, officer. Uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Whatever. Just be polite. Make sure that you are respectful and and if the, you end up with five tickets and you disagree with the fairness of it, then take it to court. 
That's it. You're not going to argue. As a matter of fact, the odds of the guy writing you a ticket will go exponentially, will become exponentially higher if you start arguing. Anyway, good call. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the uh, program. Uh, let's say hi to Jonathan in South Carolina. Hey, Jonathan, how are you? I'm fine, Sean. How are you? Good, sir. Hey, well, listen, thanks for taking my call, and it's an honor to talk with you. Well, the honor's um, all mine. What's on your mind today? All right, well, I, two things, really. Um, you know, number one, I'm 54. I've had several interactions in a traffic situation with police. And, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is to be as nice as I possibly can be, obviously, just to get out of the ticket. But, you know, more and more, I've been seeing some of these tragedies, and it's making you more aware of these situations that pop up on Facebook and YouTube and things, and you watch them. And really, the reason that I, I, I called was it struck a chord with me is, number one, you know, the police are like, hey, where are you coming from? Where are you going? How long were you there? Who did you see? I wonder, you know, why they do that. You well, know, I'll tell you and, one of the reasons why is they're trying to find out if maybe you're driving under the influence or intoxicated. That That's all part of what is a normal training and a routine for them. And, and if they say, oh, I'm going to my mom's house, I'm going here, going there, going to see a friend or whatever, especially if it's late at, at night. One other thing that I always do, too, is if if I have a license to carry, I will inform an officer, if I have a gun on me, right up front. Officer, I need to let you know my hands are outside. Um, I have on my hip a firearm. I tell them right there, how would you like to, like to handle it? And, you know, usually they'll just ask for license registration. And uh, I, I just don't get pulled over like I used to because I don't speed like I used to. I stopped. You know, and, although sometimes in New York, just to keep up with traffic, you know, it's 55 miles an hour in the speed limit, and everyone else is going 70, 75. And so I'll speed in those instances, but as a general rule, I try to stick to the speed limit, especially when I'm not on a highway. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. A great Hannity tonight on the Fox News Channel, including the events as they unfold in Minnesota. Uh, we'll have all of that for you. James O'Keefe, bombshell new tapes on fake news CNN. Senator Kennedy joins us today. Our Hannity investigation at the border. Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan and uh, Dan Bongino all coming up tonight. Nine Eastern Hannity on Fox. We'll see you then back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for making this show possible. We'll see you tonight.